Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On today's episode of the Blue White Illustrated Recruiting Podcast, Sean Fence and myself look at a massive transfer portal uh, addition or expected to be addition in wide receiver Dante Thornton. We'll get into that and what it potentially means for Penn State. We'll also take a closer look at a few important positions that Penn State may attack in the portal in the weeks ahead. Of course, Rodney Gallagher was just at Penn State this past weekend. We'll hit on him and a few other 2023 names that fans need to know. It's starting to be crunch time for that class. And then finally, we'll wrap up the the, the podcast today with a look at a couple Michigan State visitors that were on campus this past weekend. Let's get it started. All right, Fitz. Two days out from December, man. This is when we, this is when we really earn our paychecks. Uh, I think you would agree. Uh, massive portal edition last night. We'll, we'll get into Dante Thornton here in a minute. Uh, well, actually, let's just roll into Dante right now because I think that is the news that really grabbed everyone's attention last night. I know it grabbed my attention. He was a name that, I mean, I heard last year, you know, about Dante maybe getting in and nothing really ever happened with it. And of course he, he had a decent uh, season this year. Hasn't been a, 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 you know, their main receiver or anything like that, but he certainly contributed averaging 21 yards a catch. Now he's in the portal. You know, this was a player that Penn State had committed at one point. What, uh, what do you think? I mean, well, first off, great to join you. And this uh, recruiting podcast for December, at least, is also going to be a portal podcast because you can't uh, explore college football or recruiting or anything without talking about the portal these days because it is so vital in the way that things will operate for every uh, college program. But Dante Thornton, the receiver originally from Baltimore, committed to Penn State early in his career, had some connections, uh, James Franklin's family friends, things like that, um, had some connections with Penn State. They got on him early. They loved what they saw from him in his early testing numbers and things like that at camp. Uh, and really before he blew up, he was committed to Penn State, of course, opened some things up, uh, was in that COVID class of 2021, which is going to be a vital class in this portal offseason because there's a lot of guys that, uh, you know, as mentioned on the live on the live show last night, there's a lot of guys that didn't get properly evaluated, didn't get a chance to see as many schools as they wanted to. So it kind of works both ways with that. And you know, I think you're going to see a lot of uh, things turn on their head with that 2021 class. But Thornton, Deep threat, uh, size, speed. He's got a lot of things. Doesn't consistently catch the ball as well. Um, so if you're thinking of a comparison, maybe flip Juwan Johnson on his head uh, for, for that Oregon to Penn State, Penn State to Oregon. But Penn State is setting themselves up to pursue. Now, of course, the rules here, he's not in the portal yet. He can't go into the portal until December 5th. Um, and that's when things will hit the ground running with contact and things like that. But I think Penn State... It's pretty obvious Penn State has set their ducks in a row to go after Dante Thornton as one of their targets. Um, I was talking with you guys, with with you and T. Frank before the show. I think portal recruiting is going to mirror um, how things are done in the regular recruiting game this offseason. It's been in the past where you would go after one or two guys for your one slot. I think it's going to open up things a little bit. You're going to see more offers go out. You're going to see more of a wide net cast 
not so much because they want all these guys, but you've got to put yourself in position. We've already talked about the portal approach in that if you are getting on a guy as soon as he enters the portal, you're probably already behind. So I think that goes into this sort of approach. So they're evaluating everyone. They evaluated a ton of FCS guys last week. Um, they've, you know, continue to evaluate rosters and roster move, potential roster movement at other FBS Power Five programs. But yeah, they're uh, they're getting ready for that. And Dante Thornton is certainly a name to know, um, and it certainly um, fits the criteria of what we're looking for in terms of prior connections. You know, you you've known these guys before, and he has had some production. Like I said, probably not the um, the high level Mitchell Tinsley 90 catches or, or something like that, but it, there has been production at a high level. And that's what Penn State is looking for in the portal. Couple things. I, I think, as you mentioned, guys that got away are going to be a massive uh, point of emphasis uh, in, in this next uh, couple weeks here. And then, too, speaking I, of guys that got away, guys, guys go that got away that didn't get swallowed up elsewhere. There's guys that got away that haven't played, haven't done anything. And, you know, maybe they want to come back around and probably not going to have that opportunity. I think Dante Thornton kind of fits into a separate bucket here because you've seen him make some plays. So very important caveat in what you're saying because you're absolutely right. 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 And then two, a big reason Dante Thornton ended up at Oregon, Kenny Sanders. Where's Kenny Sanders now? He's back at Penn State. So, of course, you know, Kenny went there, I think it was February 2019. I think Dante committed in, I think it was like October. Well, of course, he committed October to Penn 2020. State and switched. Yeah. October 2020, and then Kenny ended up back here, you know, early 2021, I believe it was. So, uh, so, you know, just keep an eye on that. I, I think I, I think that I think that relationship uh, should have Penn State uh, very much in the mix here uh, moving forward. But we'll keep an eye on that. There there will be other guys that go in the portal that I'm sure we'll be discussing in the coming weeks. Not too many names right now that really jump the way Thornton jumps. But I think positions is something we feel confident in discussing. To me, I mean, wide receiver is absolutely going to be a priority getting guys in here to, to work with Drew Aller uh, in the years to come. That is absolutely going to be one of their, their primary focuses. Andy Frank last year at signing day always discussed that offensive line and really defensive linemen too are always going to be a priority in the portal just because they're developed. You know, you know they can come in and contribute right away. Mm-hmm. And then I think running back, probably be another one too with Devin Ford leaving and, and, and Kavion, uh, uh, Kevon Lee, excuse me, uh, Potentially being someone to to keep an eye on. Not saying he's leaving, but I I, I think there's I think he's going to have a decision to make. I've said that before, so we'll see what happens. Any other positions kind of stand out to you, Sean? Yeah, I mean you you never know because you you think you might be good at one spot, but then you find a guy with two or three years of eligibility. You look at corner. Penn State didn't need a corner when they took Johnny Dixon. Now all of a sudden they've got a, a third starter in Johnny Dixon. I actually think and I said this on the live show last night uh, that you tried to join us on. By the way. Um, calling me up Sorry. in the middle of the show um, but I, I do think corner will be a spot where you know it probably be a, an unexpected surprise that you go after him and, and we've said this before terry will take all the corners that he can get and you're losing likely losing joey porter uh christian driver going to move out of that room not that that was unexpected but uh you know you've got an opportunity to replenish numbers there and and get a guy that's been in a strength program for a couple of years and you know maybe you've got uh documented numbers on somebody that you've been watching and maybe went elsewhere and blew up and and did something like johnny dixon uh at south carolina not so much that he blew up at south carolina but you knew a lot about him um and just didn't work out the first time around you could you could say the same for Dante Thornton at receiver. I mean, they've got documented numbers on him, which they didn't have a ton of documented numbers in that class of 2021 because they didn't have camps. Um, they didn't have the opportunity to get these guys on for workouts and things like that. So, 
this is a very, very interesting cycle because you're still looking for those guys that essentially the one-year rentals like uh, Tinsley, like Ebikiti, Tangelo, those guys that can come in, plug holes, and be starters. But this year, you're looking at potentially adding guys with two, three years of eligibility remaining that you think that can help you and might not necessarily be a starter right away, but can be a starter and, and a contributor over the next couple of seasons. And one thing I'll add, too, is I, I didn't hit on this. I think interior defensive line it, it right. should be a place that they really focus. I feel good about their edges. I think Penn State feels good about their edges, I should say. I think interior defensive linemen should be a spot they look at very closely. Okay, we'll move on to 2023. But first, got it. T. Frank, this is for you, buddy. Please give the podcast a like. Of course, subscribe on Blue White Illustrated. Just ten dollars uh, until the the twenty twenty three season. I mean, ten dollars. What has you got? You got ten ten months of access. I think that is. I mean, come on, that is a, that is a hell of a deal there. But most importantly, for T Frank, please give this a like. Please subscribe to YouTube. The guy's crushing it on the YouTube page, and I promised him I would get a promotion in on this podcast. Okay, Rodney Gallagher didn't see. I didn't see it coming a couple weeks ago. I, I knew Penn State was trying to chip away there. But was he really going to come to Penn State? I, I had my doubts. Sure enough, he ends up visiting for the Michigan State game this past weekend. I, I think Neil Brown and what happens there is going to have a massive impact on this. I'm not sure, though, even if they keep Neil, that he won't still consider Penn State because, uh, of course, they could be back in this position next year. Sean, just your thoughts on Rodney and uh, you know what do you think there? I thought Neil Brown would be gone by now, but uh, that's obviously a different situation because West Virginia doesn't have an athletic director. Um, they still have Neil Brown, but as you mentioned, he's going to be on the hot seat no matter who they hire at uh, at uh, as the athletic director at West Virginia. So I think Rodney's still going to have to think about it. I said it in the past, though. Kid loves West Virginia. He loves the location. Um, you know, essentially being a hometown guy. I know he's from P Pennsylvania, but uh, he's right across the border there, um, and he feels very comfortable with uh, with the people at West Virginia. And that that's going to remain true whether Neil Brown is there or not. So just a very interesting scenario. Um, I, I, I don't know that Penn State's in a spot to flip him right now, but I'm sure they'd love to get him back on campus before signing day. And, and then they'll see where it's going with that. As you've reported before, he's an early enrollee. So um, time is of the essence here. It's not a situation where he can wait out that athletic director hire at West Virginia and then try and figure out what happens with Neil Brown. Um, because it's a it's a tricky situation right there. Um, I think he likes Penn State. I think he likes the opportunity. Penn State certainly wants him um, at this point. And uh, there's there's a lot going for Penn State in that. But kid really likes West Virginia. So very, very interesting scenario and one to keep an eye on as Penn State continues to try and fill holes at receiver portal, uh, high school, things like that. Um, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for Mr. Gallagher. For sure. And one other guy, too. I mean, Edwin Joseph, I think. Did Edwin Joseph just go? Or maybe it was that two weeks ago. He went to South Carolina. Uh, I think it was two weeks ago. And, and he did an Auburn visit as well. Just another wide receiver to keep in mind here. Uh, Joseph's still pretty much in the mix, although it's 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 been quiet on him of late. But, of course, they're going to attack the portal. I think the portal could be where they uh, – they're going to get at least one wide receiver in the portal. I feel pretty right. confident in saying that. Okay. Couple other guys we got to hit on. Sean, you wrote last week about Christopher Johnson. I'll throw it to you. That was your your news to report. Uh, but Penn State seems to be in a pretty good spot there to at least get him on campus. Yeah, they're going to get him on campus for the uh, December tenth weekend, which is shaping up to be the big official visit weekend. There's already, I think, six 
five or six official visitors for that one. Um, Christopher Johnson, I would label him as Penn State's top running back target. Um, and it's it's going to be interesting because his recruitment has certainly changed. He went to Clemson last weekend, loved Clemson. Uh, Clemson put themselves in a really good spot coming off of that visit uh, despite the loss to South Carolina. But at the same time, you know, Clemson is, is very still very appealing. I know that they haven't lived up to expectations on the field the last couple of years, but still very appealing for those guys. Ole Miss is very interesting because with the lane stuff, I think he kind of grew sour on that. Um, and the Miami situation is does not seem appealing to him at all. So this one to me is still fairly open. I think Clemson um, put themselves in a really good spot, but Penn State does have a shot. Uh, Jay Wansider has been on him a long time. He's uh, got, got an opportunity to come in, play right away. And this is a kid, I think 10-4-5 uh, was his – was it, was he was he the one with the ten four five or was Cam Wallace both yeah. really really fast uh, running back yeah, prospects? You you can get on the field quickly um, even if you you're not the most skilled guy if you have that kind of speed. And looking at what Penn State has with Nick Singleton with Katron Allen coming back, the I don't want to call him a change of pace because Nick Singleton's obviously a fast guy, but it gives you something a little bit different and then gives you an opportunity to try and carve out a role in that backfield as a true freshman. Yeah. Cameron Walsh, I believe Cam is going to Washington State this upcoming weekend, or at least that was the plan with Cam Walsh a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to check in with him here uh, in, in the coming days to make sure that's still a plan. But I think Cam Wallace is also a very realistic option for Penn State. I mean, again, again Washington somebody that, that's a recruitment they should win if they want to win it. You yes, know? that's what I mean. That's Washington State, Penn yeah. State, that's one they should win. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, one other thing I'll add. Daniel Harris. I think it is crunch time with Daniel Harris. This has been a little bit of a roller coaster here in a couple of weeks. We were hearing Penn State felt like they had him. It was looking very good for the Nittley Lions. Then all of a sudden, Georgia starts pushing back. And, uh, you know, Chad Simmons, of course, reports that, he, you know, he thinks Georgia's still going to be a player here. I've been working on this for the past two days now. I do feel pretty confident in saying Penn State should be the leader now. Whether this is going to be in the next coming days, whether Georgia keeps pushing back, I'm not exactly sure. We'll see. But there's been some definitely some positive talks about Daniel Harris here over the last couple of days. Two weeks ago, we were talking about, okay, look, it's Thanksgiving week. It's going to be slow for Daniel Harris. This is the week we should start really learning some stuff about Daniel Harris. I, I I think that's going to be the case here. But again, you're dealing with Georgia. You got a brother in the portal too, which I'm sure you're going to talk about there, Sean. That situation's uh, interesting. But again, just over the last 24 hours or so, I've heard more and more positive talk about Daniel Harris. Penn State needs to get him on board. He would be, I mean, he would be their biggest addition here down the stretch, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, he would be. He's um, a guy that they've coveted for a long, long time. And again, they, they're looking to fill holes at corner, and he, they think he's a guy that can come in and play right away. Um, I agree with you. I think a decision is upcoming. Um, we, we pointed to December in our notes uh, a couple of weeks ago that December was going to be the time frame there. Um, it's very interesting because it's 1148 on a Tuesday, and this is not going to air until Tuesday night, and things certainly can can change. It's, that, it's been that kind of recruitment where you felt really good about Penn State coming off the decommitment and then 
Georgia counterpunches. Now Penn State's trying to, to hold. I think there's a lot going on. I think there's a lot of people uh, involved in that one that are, you know, make, giving both staffs reason to to feel pretty good. But uh, we'll see. I think I, I think I agree with you in that it is getting close to crunch time for Daniel Harris and that, you know, Penn State has reasons to be optimistic. But I don't think I don't think this one is at its final stage just yet yeah. um, could be could, could be a couple of days, but it's um, it's it's, it's Georgia. It, yeah, it's been it's Georgia. Exactly. It's Georgia. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes things so. just don't make uh, a ton of sense. But uh, Penn State, Georgia battle and for for a kid that's in Florida, you, you know, you want to lean that way. The, the RPM leans heavily to location for a good reason, because most guys end up going somewhere closer to home. Um, but this is definitely an interesting situation and, and something to monitor throughout the rest of the week. So one battle that I think Penn State lost. We're going to keep an eye on him still for a visit here in the coming weeks, though. Brenton Williams to Auburn without a coach, although he got a coach 24 hours after he announced then. Uh, of course, the, the, got, the former... Got under the wire, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, the, the former Coastal Carolina defensive lineman. He committed to Auburn a couple days ago. We were watching Brenton for an official visit that December what 9th uh, or 10th, 12th weekend, whatever that is. Uh, we'll, we'll still kind of monitor him, but... He's. I mean, how far away is he from Auburn? It's. It's not very far. No. It, it kind of appears that he. He was a maybe an Auburn fan growing up, or this is kind of like a dream offer for him. So, just want to get it out there. Brenton Williams did commit to Auburn this past week. Again, we'll keep an eye on him for a visit. Penn State's certainly not going to give up there, but uh, it's looking like he's going to play in the SEC. Okay. One other thing we got to mention too is Christopher Otto, an offensive lineman at a Key West. Trout wine. Going to go down there and enjoy some nice weather, it looks like, for in-home yeah, visits. Nice, nice little strategic visit ahead of the December evaluation period. So maybe he'll find somebody in like the Virgin Islands or something to scout or go out and find some Hawaiian kids or something like that. Um, but no, I mean, uh, they're still looking for offensive linemen. Um, putting up some notes here this afternoon. Um, that, that board is, I would say, expanding because of coaching changes, because of late film and things like that. Of, of course, Keyshawn Blackstock still at the top of the board. be very interesting to see how this all shakes out, especially with Olu coming back and maybe getting a few more pieces back than you thought you would at, at some point. Um, changes some things, even in the portal. Um, I'm not sure how appealing it's going to be with all these guys coming back to sell to an offensive lineman, maybe that just has a year left. So when I'm talking about adding guys that could have two or three years, Maybe that's where you find a, a guy that uh, in the portal that can can help you out. Maybe not this year, but in in a couple of years. So um, there's that. But Penn State's going to continue to uh, evaluate the high school guys. You get an extra year out of JB Nelson. You get an extra year out of Vega Yone. So it gives you a little bit more opportunity on the back end to try and develop some of those high school guys. Um, when you've had some success with some, you haven't had some success with others. But it balances out your roster a little bit more. How do we make it 60 minutes without mentioning a Luke coming back? I don't know how that that's possible. We kind of did a uh, whole show on that last night. So that, that's like true. I said, that's why you were trying to break in and, and called me midway. So um, yeah, it's uh it's big and it has a, I think a, a chain reaction type effect, a ripple effect on not only this, but or not only the team next year, but recruiting other guys, all that kind of stuff. It's just, it, as Nate put it, it's Penn state's first big win of 2023. Yeah, I think Hayden Wallace is, is going to be a guy that potentially comes back too. And I know he doesn't have the the kind of accolades that uh, Olu has. Uh, is it Fest Johnny? A lot of experience. A lot of experience. Yeah. But he's, he's got he's got a lot of experience. And, uh, you know, right now I'm hearing that he's kind of leaning towards coming back. But we'll see. That, I don't think that one's quite finalized yet. So, okay, we got to talk about Michigan State visitors before we end this podcast. 
it was a bigger list than I expected. And the, the with all the friends and and you know teammates and stuff, it ended up being 130 or so prospects. Uh, when you include the potential walk-ons, the guys they were serious about, it was about 70 uh, true prospects altogether. And then I believe it was a little over. I think it was. Uh, about 18 or so uh, potential scholarship guys. Of course, we hit on Rodney uh, in the beginning of this podcast. He, he's going to be a guy we're talking about oh, for Penn State's sake, hopefully a little bit uh, more in the coming weeks. We'll see what happens there. But it was a decent 2024 group as well. Dewan Lane, uh, safety slash linebacker. Is he a safety or linebacker? What is Dewan Lane? Do you know? I think. I mean, he's Dakari Nelson. He's a big kid. Like uh, okay. He's probably going to end up being a linebacker at some point. But at the same time, I mean, he's athletic, Six two plus about 200 pounds right now mm -hmm. um but he's still a 2024 prospect so he's going to keep growing um he's going to be a guy that i think eventually is a linebacker but really good player and a guy that penn state he hasn't been one of those guys that we've talked about consistently in the 2024 class but he's been quiet i think that's one reason for it yeah eric lee uh, not, speaking of safety, safety out of IMG Academy, of course, from Camden, makes it back for, I think this was like his third or fourth visit by now. Uh, Ethan Calloway as well, offensive lineman from Lake Norman. I hit on him the other day uh, out of North Carolina. Uh, Liam Andrews, offensive tackle out of the Dexter School. Kevin Haywood, of course, very important offensive lineman, uh, 6'7", 300 now. By the way, Haywood's put on like 15, 20 pounds, by the way, uh, since he was last up here. So he keeps getting bigger. And then Corey Wyatt and then William Satterwhite. Uh, William is a, an offensive lineman out of Akron, Ohio. And then Corey Wyatt. Corey's a guy I got to learn more about. It's been tough to get in touch with him. Safety prospect out of Cheltenham. Penn State's one of his, I think Penn State's his lone big offer at the moment. Uh, but certainly a guy uh, I need to learn more about. T. Frank, you're running the Eric Lee highlights. I apologize. I should have talked about Eric Lee more. Uh, but, uh, Sean, anybody uh, you, you want to discuss out of this group? I, I will say this. I saw Kevin Haywood in the tunnel after the game. Um, and that's the first time. I, I think I saw him at the mini camp or something like that over the summer. Um, and he kind of blended in. He did not blend in at all. That kid is huge. He's six seven plus legit. Um, James Franklin said that they wanted to get bigger on the offensive line, on the defensive line. That would be a good way to do it because this guy is is absolutely absolutely huge. Um, Penn State, I think, is still in a good spot. Michigan's there. Tennessee uh, made a very good impression as well. But I think we both have picks in and, and feel pretty good about those picks uh, right now for Penn State. Uh, the the guy that you mentioned last week, Ethan Calloway, is also a big kid, pushing six seven, um, three hundred. Just uh, they they continue to con continue to try to get bigger. And then the guy that my favorite visitor from this weekend, Liam Andrews, um, he's bigger than I remember. Um, mm -hmm. And I was talking to, to some other people about this uh, offline. He's six, four and a half and he's got length and they're recruiting him as an offensive tackle. This is a guy that we've kind of uh, established coming out of the summer, coming out of camp, or I guess you did because I wasn't working, um, that, that he would be an interior prospect and Penn State's top interior prospect. But they like him as a tackle. They like him. Um, to play on the edge. And of course, they're always looking for guys that can move from the outside to go in if they have to move a guy to guard or if they have to move an offensive lineman, they would rather move him from, from tackle to guard uh, rather than vice versa. But Liam Andrews is a, a heck of a player and one of the top targets on the board. I mean, this is a weekend where you're hosting, um, I guess it was a ton of guys, most of them walk-ons and things like that. But two of your top offensive tackle prospects in Liam Andrews and Kevin Haywood. That is uh, when you've got some momentum going in the offensive line recruiting like they do now. Uh, I think that's a certainly a good sign to get these guys up after the holiday. Because if you looked around in the parking lots and things like that, it was sparse this weekend. I know the student section was uh, not uh, full because the students obviously weren't here, 
But to get these guys on campus after a holiday, it's hard to travel after a holiday weekend. You've got Michigan, Michigan, or excuse me, you got Michigan, Ohio State going on one state over. To get these guys in is, is certainly a big deal and gives you some momentum with those guys heading into the offseason. Two things. One, Sean loves to remind me every chance he gets that he had a four-month vacation. There you go, Sean. There's your reminder for today. And then two, <laughs> two, uh, two, Kevin Haywood is the one player I, I did have a good talk with here uh, the other night. You know, I thought Michigan was emerging as more of a player there. I'm not I'm not sure about that. I feel I feel better about Penn State than I did a couple weeks ago. And I, don't get me wrong, Michigan's going to be in the mix there. I just I kind of thought Michigan was starting to join Penn State in those top two. I, I still feel pretty good. Penn State now is, is still the favorite. So I'll leave it at that. Do keep an eye on Tennessee. Tennessee. Tennessee offered him on November 9th. He visited three days later. That shows serious interest there. Relationships starting to go there. Obviously, Tennessee had a great season. So keep an eye on that. But uh, still feel pretty good about Kevin Haywood. I, I left that conversation thinking, okay, Penn State's still firmly the team to beat. So good uh, good to note there. All right. Uh, anybody else trying to look here? 2025. Hey, Kamar Archie was here. Kamar Archie is going to be a pretty good player play, out of yeah. the Hunt School. Yeah. Tyke Hayes was here. We didn't have Tyke on the list going into the day. He was kind of one of the surprises. We had Cameron Lindsay, his teammate from Aliquippa. Cam didn't show, but Tyke did. I'm hoping I'm hoping Aliquippa can get to the state championship next week so I can get a good look at him and Cam and really all the Aliquippa guys there. But uh, John Forster as well. Really good running back out of St. Joseph Regional. Uh, Jameer Scott as well. I don't know a ton about Jameer out of Cincinnati. Somebody I got to learn more about. And then Bear McWhorter. Bear McWhorter, the the billboard kid. <laughs> the the uh, upcoming freshman. Uh, if you haven't seen it, look up Bear McWhorter uh, billboard. I guess uh, his dad, I think his dad runs an advertising company or something like that. And they made a they made a billboard about uh, wanting to go to Arkansas or something. It's kind of cool. Check it out then. But, they certainly uh, do. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sean? And Penn State offered uh, Makai Jones uh, from New Jersey, the 2025 kid. That was after the visit. Um, and so, yeah, there's, a, a, I would say, a pleasant surprise in terms of the list. The list was pretty good when we posted it. Um, Jameer Scott um, is a guy that you mentioned out of Ohio that picked up an offer mm-hmm. as well. But I think surprisingly good turnout um, given the scenario. And, uh, yeah, it seems like a positive weekend. Um, new offensive line. Uh, offer was extended as well to uh, William Satterwhite from Ohio, interior prospect, but a kid that said uh, Penn State was one of his dream offers growing up. So things are going well on that front, I would say. All right. Just as a whole. Well, that's that's about it for us this week. Uh, It's going to get hectic, guys. These next couple weeks, uh, tune in. Make sure you don't miss it. Of course, please subscribe. Please give this video a like. $10, guys. $10 for 10 months. Uh, and you'll get all of this well before we talk about it in a podcast. And really, honestly, much more that we leave out. So, uh, Sean, anything else, man? You're good? I think no, you're good. No, T-Rank would like everyone to know that Kevin Haywood has awesome pad level. But yes. other than that, I'm good. Thank you for reminding that in our notes, T-Frank. But all right, guys. Well, we'll be back next Tuesday. I'll be uh, joining T-Frank at some point before then. And, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot to talk about. But uh, thanks for listening this week. And we'll talk to you soon.